Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Egberto Willis. This is a progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, progressive, conservative, or otherwise, you get to hear your point of view. We are an independent media outlet that, unlike mainstream media beholden to corporations, we only owe allegiance to you. Remember, you can also send me a tweet at E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That is at Egberto Willis. Let us engage. It is politics done right. Welcome to Politics Done Right from the studios of KPFT 90.1 FM, Houston, your community radio station. We have a great program for you today. City Councilman Michael Kubash is going to be on with us today discussing the bail bond issues, judges, criminals, etc. And we're going to have some pushback on that because I think so far uh, this uh, bail bond issue has been a ridiculous political uh theatrical hysterical issue that needs to be taken or talked uh, spoken about in a sensible manner we're also going to uh, bring you a few clips that i did on the juliana forlano show on act tv act now tv uh we talked about whether uh, el senor Abbott is going to be running for president or, or, you know, we talk about his draconian electrical grid failure as well as draconian abortion laws, etc. We discuss that sort of stuff in with our with our own twist. We're also going to uh, talk about uh, the Ukraine war, of course, and we're going to talk about um, Hillary Clinton made an important comment about Republicans. We're going to talk about that. These are important issues that deserve a whole lot of more in-debt coverage than we are getting on mainstream media. So that's why we're here, independent media. And last but not least, we also talk about um, what Mitt Romney said recently about his own party. We are in our winter fun drive, but folks, please stick with me. I'm not just going to give you a fun drive pitch. I'm not just going to be doing a whole lot of pitching and pitching and pitching. I'm going to do a short pitch here at the beginning. I'm going to do a slight little pitch in the middle. And then at the end, a small pitch. Don't forget, please support the show. Support the station as well. Why am I asking you to support KPFT 90.1 FM Houston? It is extremely important. Remember that KPFT embraces cultural diversity. We represent the entire Houston, the entire metropolitan area. We represent the entire country. KPFT supports programming that's not the status quo. We challenge the status quo. We don't give you what the corporatocracy just want to give you. We are here to tell you not only the truth, but to express it in a way that we all understand. That's KPFT's job. We are not trying to forget the past. We embrace the past and we are there to celebrate the future because things change. What am I saying? Please remember KPFT 90.1 FM is a gem. We are in the process of moving. We are in the process of relocating to a new space. We need you more than we have ever needed you before to keep this thing going. Over 50 years of giving you great info, not only progressive programming, but alternative uh, programming. What do 
we mean by alternative programming, we mean things that you are not going to get elsewhere. We also mean telling you the truth about things that others may not want you to know. So please remember, folks, call 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. But even better, visit kpft.org, click the donate button, make sure you select politics done right for the program. The form will give you, please get one of my several books out there. As I see it, Class Warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom for a contribution of $120. It's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors for a contribution of $120. How to make America utopia, take away the economy from those who rigged it for a pledge of $120. Get any two of those books for $200, any three of those books for $250. The Contributions for my books go directly to support our station, KPFT 90.1 FM. Alternatively, folks, please get your basic KPFT-only membership for $40, a Pacifica-only membership for $25, or choose from one of our many other gifts for your contribution. Just go to kpft.org. Choose Politics Done Right for the program and select an option either for our books or something else to support the station. It is definitely worth it. What I say, let's get busy. Republicans are not going to like this, but Mitt Romney did it and he did the right thing. I want you guys to listen to this because you know what? Uh, We need to have more people stepping up. We're going to talk about it on the other side. Check this out. Tell me what you think something that Congresswoman Liz Cheney tweeted uh, yesterday about sitting Republican House members appearing at a white nationalist gathering. She said, quote, as Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar speak at this white supremacist, anti-Semitic, pro-Putin event, silence by Republican Party leaders is deafening and enabling all Americans should renounce this garbage and reject the Putin wing of the GOP now. Do you agree? Absolutely. Uh, Liz Cheney was right with that statement, and she's been right for a long time. And I also saw uh, that uh, that Ronna McDaniel came out with a statement as well, uh, uh, talking about how repugnant these white nationalists are. Look, there's no place in in either political party uh, for this white nationalism or racism. It's simply wrong. Uh, It's it's uh, as as you've indicated, speaking of evil, uh, it's evil as well. And, uh, and, and, you know, I, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar, I don't know them, but I'm reminded of that old line from the Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid movie where, where one character says, morons, I've got morons on my team. And I have to think anybody that would sit down with white nationalists and speak at their conference was certainly missing a few IQ, IQ points. Just more broadly, the pro-Putin sentiment that you are seeing from some corners of your party? Well, a lot of those people are, are changing their stripes as they're seeing uh, the uh, the response of the world and the political response here in the U.S. But how anybody, how anybody in this country which loves freedom can side with Vladimir Putin, which is an oppressor, a dictator, he kills people. Uh, he, 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 he imprisons his political opponents. Uh, he has been an adversary of America at every uh, chance he's had. It, it's unthinkable to be. It's, it's almost treasonous. And, uh, and it, it just makes me ill 
uh, to see some of these people do that. But of course, they do it because they think it's shock value and it's going to get the more eyeballs and maybe make a little more money for them or their network. Uh, it's uh, it's disgusting. And I'm 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 hopeful that you're seeing some of those people recognize just how wrong they were. Treasonous is a big word. So I just have to quickly follow up. Uh would that include the, the former president? Well, I said it's nearly treasonous. There's uh, standing up for freedom is the right thing to do in America. Anything less than that, in my opinion, uh, is unworthy of, uh, of American uh, support. Two things. She tried to get him. Are you really saying that the president of the United States, the former president of the United States could be considered treasonous? He didn't take it back. He just said, Remember, I said nearly treasonous, and likewise, anybody who's supporting that, somehow they're undemocratic, they're not thinking straight about the freedoms in America. So he said that. But I got one bone to pick with, with El Senor Romney. When he goes ahead and he tries to create that false equivalence, right? That whataboutism, when, when, when they talk about nobody should be meeting with white nationalists, that is true facts. And he said, from, neither, from either party, the fact of the matter is I don't think he can find anyone in the Democratic Party who has openly met with white nationalists, as we see with Republicans. I'm not saying that they aren't racist in the Democratic Party as well. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that as a policy, whereas you see Republicans freely go out in these in these spaces without consequences, we don't see that in the Democratic Party. But as far as him coming out, I mean, this is a heavy statement from Mitt Romney. He, in effect, has called some of these Republicans morons. He didn't want to do it directly, so he used an analog story. But again, again, he called these people nearly treasonous and morons. That from one of the former leaders of the Republican Party, and likely somebody I think is going to be taken seriously because he just may run again. So Mitt Romney on this one, you get kudos from Politics Done Right. Greg Abbott is also uh, the governor who signed into law one of the nation's strictest abortion measures. I mentioned it earlier, banning procedure as early as six weeks into a pregnancy. Do you want to comment on what that is doing to Texans? Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Texans right now, they're going they're going north, they're going south. Well, if you live in South Texas, you're going to Mexico, Mexico. If you live in anywhere in the middle of Texas, you're kind of hosed, right? So you have to either go up north or or whatever. But what this is, is, is let's call it what it is, right? It is an abortion bill for which rich women, because what, what it turns out to be is that we don't want to show our measly Texans that abortion is OK. But the wealthy ones, the ones who have kids in these wealthy schools, if they get knocked up, they can go ahead and fly somewhere, do it in secret in New York or do it in secret in where you are, Connecticut or one of these states or Mexico, and then come back to the states. But the poor folk, the ones where Abortion is an economical issue because remember, as a woman, and I, I shouldn't be speaking, you're a woman, you know what I'm talking I get about. It. You're just about to say, yeah, but I, go it's ahead. an economic <laughs> issue. Yes. So therefore, we have to realize that once we deny some sort of woman's control of her own body, we're inflicting pain on her own personal economy. Mm-hmm. Is that right? You tell me. Or, we're, uh, you know, a lot of women do not want to bear a child into poverty. Why would you want to bear a child that they, you then have to watch suffer? The government doesn't support the children. They don't support. I mean, they're trying to rip away public education. They're trying to rip away any kind of uh, food assistance, electrical assistance. They can just freeze in the storm, but you can't have an abortion. It's insane. It's, it, it is crazy, but that's what we have in Texas. 
I think Greg Abbott is just positioning himself for a presidential bid. Your thoughts? Yes, he is. But I, I have to ask the question is, um, are these, you know, we always talk about these guys not being necessarily as smart as they think they are. <laughs> the country is not going in that direction as far as these draconian type of laws. I hope and to God not. No, it's not. It, it really is. The isn't. interesting thing is he's not going to CPAC, which apparently is only for crazies and Trumpites now. And, I, you know, uh, yes. shamans, QAnon shamans are going to that thing. <laughs> it used to be fairly serious conservative think tank, uh, you know, gathering of, of people I don't agree with when now it's just for nuts and he's not going. So I'm seeing that as him signaling that he's positioning himself as like a regular Republican while at home, he can still show his creds for trying to cut abortion as much as possible, trying to, you know, cut, um, trying to deregulate the utilities, trying to, uh, you know, do these, these that uh, go against the trans kids and, and, and all the other stuff we just discussed. Your thoughts? Your, let me let me just put it this way, because I'm going to throw that back at you. That's the importance of your show, right? Because <laughs> we won't allow them to do that. You're absolutely right. What you just said was a perfect answer, right? In other words, let's kind of look normal to everybody else. And in Texas, where we control how people can vote, we will let them do as they please. But Juliana says something else. You're going to be on my show. And not only that, we're going to make sure that the rest of America find out who you really are. And mm. that's the beauty of independent media, because whereas others are going to cover things superficially. Baby, you're going to do you're going to get down into the gutter with those guys and say, "Uh, uh-uh, you're not getting away with that. Most Texans do not support all of this, but unlike other states, you know, everybody talk about voter suppression in Texas. First of all, voter suppression is real because they make it difficult. They don't do it in the olden days that we did with Jim Crow or anything. They just make it difficult. I am take, I'm here in DC for a while taking care of my daughter who had, uh, uh, who had a stroke. And interestingly, oh. we registered to vote. Both I'm of sorry. us did. We read, uh, thank you. We both registered to vote. And in little letters, they said, after you fax your app in, you still have to mail it in. It must get here within four days. Mm. So an experienced voter like myself, trying to vote, they make it difficult. They make it difficult that you, if you have a Texas uh, school ID, you can't use that to, as an ID. But if you have a gun permit, you can do it. Well, well that get is your another- gun permit. Right, but it's funny because <laughs> most ridiculous. progressives, a lot of them won't spend the time on gun permits, but we do know conservatives love their guns. So yeah. that's another way of, 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 of making sure that you have a certain type of people voting. Fascinating. It's and like death by a thousand cuts. That's so interesting. I didn't know that. Thanks that for bringing that. That's a magic word that you just said. Death by a magic. Death by, by a, thousand a, a thousand cuts. That's it. Exactly right. It's so disgusting what Abbott is doing. Let's remind everyone who Greg Abbott is and what he's done in the past. I actually brought up a little while ago that it was Greg Abbott who caused Texans to be ripped off during the Texas electric grid failure. Talk about that. Well, let me tell you, because yesterday, and it's it's amazing that, that we planned to have me on today, long time ago, but yesterday, something great happened. 
the person who run ERCOT, ERCOT is the ones that control all the electrical distribution in Texas. You know, in Texas, we got to do things ourselves. We're big, bad, and ugly, right? Well, actually, <laughs> big, bad, and pretty. We do everything ourselves. So we run the grid. Everybody else is on a national grid that splits the electricity on the left side or the country or the right side of the country. But Texas does it all on its own. Mm-hmm. We decided to have ERCOT run it for us. What ERCOT is really is an organization that takes a whole lot of private uh, generators, build, uh, put them together, aggregate them, and distribute it through our own lines and build the whole hell out of us. Well, during the freeze, we used a lot of electricity, a lot of gas things went down, and it turned out that the grid got overloaded, not because we couldn't handle the performance, but because the, our our state hates regulations hmm. that forces these particular companies to do the right thing. So we froze. Now, what happened? On the day that we started to recover, we decided that even though we have recovered, we are going to allow these this company to continue to pilfer Texans by giving them, by charging them up to $1.9 billion over those two days that they should not have been charged, that what the market bears in the amount of electricity generated. I want you to listen to uh, what Hillary Clinton had to say. I am not a Hillary Clinton fan, but Hillary has been, over the last several weeks, a stalwart in protecting our democracy and calling out those who need to be called out. And as you know, for me, it's all about policy, it's all about who's doing the right thing. And in this case, she's been out there doing a lot of what other Democrats, Democrats that are currently in the game are doing. So let's go ahead and have a little listen to our sister, Hillary Clinton, and then we'll take it on the other side. They're replaying this, this propaganda uh, from Trumpists in Moscow, and that has to be getting to the Ukrainian people. How distressing, Madam Secretary, how distressing. Well, Joe, as you know so well, we had a bipartisan uh, agreement, a commitment uh, starting after World War II uh, with Harry Truman all the way until, uh, you know, the Soviet Union collapsed, uh, that we would stand with people who loved freedom like we do, that we would stand with the dissidents who were speaking out about human rights and against oppression and death uh, at the hands of regimes uh, that, you know, the Soviet Union uh, both uh, executed themselves and supported elsewhere. So this is heartbreaking, but it's also dangerous. And I think it's time for what's left of the uh, Republican Party that has any common sense, not just to say, "Okay, go help defend Ukraine against uh, Putin, but to stand against those people in politics and government, in the media and elsewhere in our own country who are literally giving aid and comfort to an enemy of freedom and democracy. It can't it can't continue because it plays right into the ambitions of not just Putin, but also President Xi of China to undermine democracy, to literally uh, divide and conquer the West without ever invading us, but by uh, setting us against each other. And isn't she right? She is absolutely right. You know what what I find Astounding? Let's make believe, let's just make believe that somebody who many consider on the left, welcome aboard, May Wood, welcome aboard. Somebody who we call somebody that's on the left, 
had done that. Imagine, imagine if somebody like Obama had said what Trump said. Imagine if Hillary Clinton had said what Trump said or what uh, what his name said. I wrote a piece. Uh, let me see if I can pull that up on Medium. I, and I want to read a little segment from the Washington Post. It said the following. This is genius, Trump said in a conservative talk uh, interview at his Mar-a-Lago resort, echoing his past praise of Russian president. Putin declares a big portion of Ukraine, of Ukraine. Putin declares it as independent. Oh, that's wonderful. He used the word independent and we are going to go out and we're going to go in and we're going to help keep peace. You've got to say, that's pretty savvy. That is how Trump, our former president, is talking about a president who has invaded a sovereign country. But it gets better. Conservative commentator Candace Owens tweeted this week, I suggest every American who wants to know what is actually going on in Russia and Ukraine, read this transcript of Putin's address. Don't look at Don't listen to our own president. Listen to what Putin said. As I've said for months, NATO, under the direction of the United States, is violating previous agreements and expanding eastward. We are at fault. Wow. I mean, it's amazing how she can take little bits and pieces of truth and turn herself into a complete traitor, right? Let's go even further. It may be worth asking yourselves, since it is getting pretty serious, what is this really about? Why do I hate Putin so much? Carlson said Tuesday, has Putin ever called me a racist? Has he threatened to get me fired from disagreeing with him? So now he's equating Putin with those Americans who know that, yes, Carlson is a racist. Yes, Carlson is a heathenous traitor. We all know that. And then last but not least, I have enormous respect for him. Meaning Putin, Pompeo said in a February 18 call with the Center for the National Interest. I've been criticized for saying that. And he's told Fox News he's a very talented statesman. He has lots of gifts. He was a KGB agent. For goodness sakes, he knows how to use power. We should respect that. Wow. Now that Vladimir Putin has invaded Ukraine and people are dying, will these American traitors and Putin appeasers change their stance as the carnage and immorality come into full view? I doubt it. Cancer is going through a particular sect in our society, people, that we must carve out and destroy. Absent that, our democracy dies. Absent that, our democracy dies. I want you to listen to Ben Rose because Ben Rose is wise beyond his years, but he's actually quite wise. Look, when you have protests in the thousands in Moscow and St. Petersburg, where people know that coming out to protest is going to bring potential jail time, harassment uh, upon them, that's an indication that the opposition is much broader than just those numbers. 
And Vladimir Putin has to know that. You've also not seen any demonstrations really in support of what Putin is doing. Again, in contrast to Crimea, where there was a kind of groundswell of support for what Putin was doing, because it was so clearly limited and focused on this particular piece of territory that Russians understood well, and that a lot of Russians felt like was part of Russia. Russians know Ukraine. They know it's a big country. They know that the Ukrainian people are going to resist. There are cross-family ties between Russia and Ukraine. There are Russians who are worried about their family in Ukraine. There are Russians who are actually worried about the ethnic Russians that Putin claims to be defending in Ukraine, but who are now in grave danger. Uh, and in addition to just the popular opinion he has to worry about, you saw him convene a meeting of the top oligarchs, basically convening the group of people who are going to have all of their assets targeted now by these sanctions, potentially their children's assets targeted, their property seized, uh, the banks taking huge hits, a Gazprom, uh, the Russian oil company, that's value falling by half. He convened those people to deliver the same message uh, that I had to do this. Uh, and let's face it, for all the propaganda in the world, uh, there, there are things that people can see through. Uh, and it's just not persuasive, I think, that there is a Nazi regime in Kyiv led by a Jewish uh, Ukrainian president. It's just not persuasive that Russia itself was threatened by Ukraine. Putin is the one who believes that. And so he can turn his propaganda machinery into high gear. But the sense you get from, from Putin's own body language and his own rhetoric, as well as those people in the streets, as well as the body language of those oligarchs in the room with Putin today, is that this war is not as popular as Putin might have thought it was, and that he might have been off more than he can chew. That doesn't mean he's not going to pull back. Uh, he's clearly committed to the mission that he's engaged in. I think he clearly wants to decapitate the Ukrainian government. I think President Zelensky is certainly right that he's probably on some kind of kill list, along with the leadership of uh, Ukraine's civil society and, and political establishment. But that doesn't mean that this is going to be easy for Vladimir Putin. The Ukrainian people are clearly going to resist. If he doesn't want to occupy the country, then the Ukrainian people are not going to tolerate a vassal regime installed by Russia either. Uh, and so he has launched the most ambitious of his endeavors. Keep in mind that these other military initiatives that he's taken, you know, pieces of Georgia, uh, Crimea, those two uh, provinces uh, in eastern Ukraine, these were small geographically isolated areas. He has not done anything like what he's trying to do now. And he's not faced anything like the economic consequences that he's going to face from this, the political and diplomatic isolation that he's going to face from this, the body bags coming back to Russia the casualties in the same way as Alexei Navalny pointed out in his trial, in the same way that body bags coming back from Afghanistan ultimately turned the Russian people against the Soviet leadership. So he's a leader who may not be deterred in the near term in terms of what he's doing in Ukraine, but who's looking at a medium and long term that is far from rosy picture for him. We, and it's so important for us to realize that Rhodes is absolutely right. He's absolutely right. When the body bags start going into Russia, you know, what, what I have been thinking about and, um, is what does this really mean to Vladimir Putin? Is this the beginning of the end of Vladimir Putin or will to stay in power? Will he have enough support from his oligarchs and his general to keep us in a state of frenzy, in a state of war indefinitely? I don't quite know how it's going to work out, but I tell you what, I think what's going to be in process 
is the ultimate defeat of Putin. And once you cut the head of Putin, what you're going to have is a new Russia. The truth of the matter is Russian people are good people too. They just have a crazy man leading them. Just like we are good people. We just had for a while a crazy person leading us. Don't forget, please support the show. Support the station as well. Why am I asking you to support KPFT 90.1 FM Houston? It is extremely important. Remember that KPFT embraces cultural diversity. We represent the entire Houston, the entire metropolitan area. We represent the entire country. KPFT supports programming that's not the status quo. We challenge the status quo. We don't give you what the corporatocracy just want to give you. We are here to tell you not only the truth, but to express it in a way that we all understand. That's KPFT's job. We are not trying to forget the past. We embrace the past and we are there to celebrate the future because things change. What am I saying? Please remember KPFT 90.1 FM is a gem. We are in the process of moving. We are in the process of relocating to a new space. We need you more than we have ever needed you before to keep this thing going. Over 50 years of giving you great info, not only progressive programming, but alternative pro- uh, programming. What do we mean by alternative programming, we mean things that you are not going to get elsewhere. We also mean telling you the truth about things that others may not want you to know. So please remember, folks, call 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. But even better, visit kpft.org, click the donate button, make sure you select politics done right for the program. The form will give you your donate and gift options. Please get one of my several books out there. As I see it, Class Warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom for a contribution of $120. It's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors for a contribution of $120. How to make America utopia, take away the economy from those who rigged it for a pledge of $120. Get any two of those books for $200, any three of those books for $250. The Contributions for my books go directly to support our station, KPFT 90.1 FM. Alternatively, folks, please get your basic KPFT-only membership for $40, a Pacifica-only membership for $25, or choose from one of our many other gifts for your contribution. Just go to kpft.org. Choose Politics Done Right for the program and select an option either for our books or something else to support the station. It is definitely worth it. And go to the next video that will kind of put some context about uh, our treasonous president and then we'll take it on the other side. Listen to Malcolm Nance and then we'll be on the other side. I'm old enough to remember when the former president of this country tried to bribe and blackmail President Zelensky to say, we will withhold military assistance from you if you don't give us dirt on the man who is now president of the United States. Wrap all of that around for me um, and tell me where you think all of this stands, given Zelensky's challenge and Putin's seeming irrationality. Let's 
go back to the fundamentals of Donald Trump's first impeachment. He was impeached because there were 1,000 javelin missiles and defense funds which were going to be released to the government of Ukraine, and Donald Trump extorted President Zelensky, essentially said, I will not give you these funds and resources to defend your nation for this day, the day that has arrived, uh, if you do not make up a false story and come out and say your prosecutors are investigating Joe Biden. So we have come full circle on this story. Of course, that didn't happen. Donald Trump was impeached. He wasn't convicted. But we've gotten to the point where those Javelin missiles are actually flying today, destroying Russian tanks and are critical to the defense of that country. Look, I, you know, I may look a little haggard. I just stepped off the airplane from Kiev. Uh, but I know that that army is fighting. And they are fighting for their lives. They took back a critical airfield, the Antonov uh, test strip out in Hodomil, uh, just uh, northeast of the city, uh, which which was critical for the for the Russians to take to carry out their assault on on Kiev. They did that because they sacrificed their lives. They went out and they fought. The Russians are not going to have a cakewalk. I hear many people say U.S. intelligence is telling us that they're going to be able to take that country in seven days. I've driven every inch of that country country, except to Luhansk. And I can tell you right now, there is no way they're going to take that country in seven days. I've already had people when I was out west in Lviv ask, hey, how do you, you know, how do explosively formed uh, projectile improvised explosive devices, right? The copper disc that terrorized the U.S. Army in Iraq and Afghanistan. How are those made? I mean, they are forming an insurgency that is going to be backed up by whatever remains of the army. And Russia, well, what are they going to do? They can't sit in their tanks at every cross. Road, they will be ambushed every day. And in fact, there's actually a statue at the uh, war memorial in, in Patriot Park of the partisans who fought the Nazis for years in Ukraine. So uh, Vladimir Putin has been off way more than he can chew. And as you said, yeah. uh, and again, I'd be interested in hearing Kier's view. What is the end game here? A Russian yeah. oblast, a, a neighborhood of Moscow? That will be fascinating. That indeed would be fascinating. Again, uh, Donald Trump uh, was the one who withheld the defense that these guys would have. I mean, likely as a, uh, you know, likely again, because, you know, I think what was expected was that Mr. Mr. Uh, Trump would have been reelected president and then Putin would just walk into the breadbasket of Europe. Uh, which is Ukraine, and take it over. And Trump's hatred for Zelensky would have come out and he said, well, Zelensky brought it upon himself and he needed have been to be invaded to protect the citizen. Because, you know, the one thing that these two have in common is that they're autocrats. They're, they're great liars. I mean, every other word uh, likely in their, out of their vocabulary are lies. And as you all know, well... Uh, liars ultimately get caught. Today we have a, a councilman, a Houston councilman, uh, Michael Kubash. As you guys know, there's been a, a what seemed to have been a, a crime wave that's been played up a whole lot in Houston, Texas. And what we want to do is discuss some of the genesis of the problem, some of the solutions to the problem, and what one might believe is the problem. So welcome aboard Politics Done Right, Councilman Michael Kubash. How are you doing today? 
thank you for having me. And hopefully we can clarify all this in the minds of the, the uh, citizens out there about what the real problem is. Okay, let's let let's first define what's the real problem as you see it. The problem is, as I see it, is the judges are not considering the habitual criminal history of these defendants and release them on free or low bonds. And they're going back out in the community and they're murdering people. Now, there's a lot of other issues that deal with misdemeanors, but I'm just now talking about felony cases. Misdemeanor cases, they're letting them out uh, on a free bond. Most of the cases get out for free or a very low bond. Uh, DWI is now $10 to get out or $100, where it used to be $1,000 or $500. Now, the problem is, is when there's no accountability, there's no responsibility. The bail system, and I used to be a part of it for 27 years, is a proven system of accountability where the person who is bonded out is responsible to somebody in their family, their employer, somebody who signed or co-signed the bond holding them also accountable as well as the defendant. Right now, there's nobody accountable except the defendant. And if he doesn't show up, so what? He, he, it may never, his case may never get adjudicated. Okay, so your contention is that uh, if somebody has skin, I think, I think you are from the, the, the trend, the thought process that says if somebody has skin in a the game, they're likely to behave differently if they put money. I would think that a habitual criminal, whether they there's money in the game or not, it's not their habitual criminal, correct? Well, I didn't really understand that question, but I can tell you this. We have a proven system of accountability, the, the cash bail system, as they like to call it, where you have a surety. I, I never bonded anybody out of jail who paid me to bond them out. It was always a family member, a friend, a relative, a mother, a dad, an employer, a priest, a minister. And, and they bonded this person out. And I put my finger on them and said, you're responsible. Here's the documents you signed. They're going to have to go to court. If they don't, you and I are going to be up late at night drinking coffee, looking for this individual. And so the family had accountability. Many of them had to put up collateral, their home, their cars. And so it, it would not that we wanted their cars, not that we that we wanted their jewelry, but by having their jewelry, having their car titles, the, it put pressure on the defendant to show up because mama may lose her wedding ring. Mama may lose her car. So consequently, right now that doesn't exist. It, it I don't know of any misdemeanor cases where anybody has to pay hardly anything to get out during the Hurricane Harvey, one guy was arrested five times for looting. And each time he was released to go back and loot again. Eventually, he never went to court. His case was never adjudicated. I don't know where he's at now. But if he crossed state lines, they would never go after him on a, on a misdemeanor case. Let me ask you a question. Are the judges following the laws? Yes or no? That's a simple question. The, the, yes, they, okay, they okay. are following the, the, the law. The judges are and, and they're, the judges are following the law, and the law was written where again? Well, the law is in the state of Texas. Okay, look, I mean, I remember I, I I love to have conversation as long as everybody gets a chance to say the piece that they want to say. The laws of the bail laws were written in uh, in the state of Texas by Congress by our state legislature. So they're the ones responsible for the laws being effected and executed by the judges who were ever in Texas. Correct. That, well, it's a simple question. Yeah. 
But no, judges don't have to follow the law. They they, I, judges do. Ha, judges do have to follow the law. They have discretion, is what you want to say, though. They do yeah, have discretion yeah, but because there is legislative. There's a discretion. separation between the legislature, the yes. judiciary, and the executive. So, so they 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 can ignore some of the recommendations. I look at the statute as recommendations to the but judges not, that they just simply don't follow. Mr. Councilman Kubash, there is a law. And these judges are following the law. The question that, and I think if we're looking for accountability, and I I want you, you know, we believe in accountability. Everyone should have accountability. The people who write the laws are our state, the people who run our state government. As such, as the state government writing the laws, we also know that the bails bond people support many of these people who are writing the laws. Is that correct? Yes, yes or no? That is correct. That's correct. Therefore, we have a bond issue, sir. You're absolutely correct. We have some judges that are maybe release people that they shouldn't release, but they don't know that they shouldn't, and they do release them. Agreed. I think we can postulate, both of us can postulate that. But thirdly, we are making uh, uh, we are we are trying to effect policy today. And you tell me if you think I'm wrong or right. We are trying to effect policy today based on the false notion that there is a huge increase in crime wave based on people being released on bond. Isn't it true that it's only two percent recidivism with bond releases? True or false? That's false. Tell me what it is. I don't have the exact number. But I, I do. That. And oh. that's the number, sir. The number is 2%. There's, I mean, 2%. the reason I asked okay. you, you had the number. Is 2%. I'm not, not going to argue that point with you. And that's good. Thank, I appreciate that. But secondly, sir, um, it's not only 2%, but there has not been a marginal increase in the crime rate. In fact, the total crime rate in Houston has actually dropped. Correct. The reporting of crime has no, dropped. No, no. Crime again, hasn't reversed. Again, we only work with numbers. Isn't it true that the crime tell, rate in Houston you, you has sound decreased? Like Mayor Turner, you tell the story you want to tell. No, 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 sir, no, sir, sir. I, I you, we are together. We are. To, we, we want. No, we we're want not. A we're, safe not to, Houston. we're not together on this at all. We no, want no, a safe not. Houston. We want that, a safe no, Houston. Now that's a fact. Both of us want that. What I yeah. don't want, and I want you to explain to me what I don't want is a system that favors those with capital. In other words, here's what you told me, and I I gave you extensive amount of time to speak, and I didn't interrupt you or anything of that nature. I made you speak. You gave your impression of people having responsibility for bonds, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. True? Now, here's the deal. If we were to change these laws, and I wish they did in Texas, the legislature that says, lock them up, those people with X, Y, Z things. In other words, our Texas legislature is responsible for writing these laws. If you want these people locked up, write it into law. Put the responsibility on the people who write the laws. Now, that said, when you give discretion to a judge, you open the political game. In other words... What you open up for is for uh, somebody to say, the activists like others would come out and say, well, look, if John Peter is from from a poor family and John Amos is from a rich family, it doesn't matter how much money the judge says they have to pay. John Amos, from the fact that he is wealthy, whether he's a good guy or not, 
can get out and ban. True? That's a, that's a simple question. When you say John Amos can get out on bond, on what type of a charge? On any charge that the state legislature has put that there's a bond that can be offered to, for this particular crime. But but they have written in the law that they must consider the the defendants uh, who this defendant is, a state of mind. Sure. Does he have is he likely to reoffend? Is he a danger to the public? To I society? agree. Yeah, I mean, those All kind subjective of things, terms, right? Yeah. Th- those, but, but the judge still doesn't have to doesn't have to uh, to follow. Uh, many of the times the, the district attorney has asked for a no bond and the defendant was released on free bonds where they gave him two PR bonds. The, 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 the person that killed Rosalie Cook, the 80 year old a senior, had been 22 misdemeanor convictions, uh, nine felony convictions. He, and he, he should was, be locked up. He should well, be locked but, up. But the judge, a, a Republican judge. Not a Democratic judge. Doesn't matter. Did I mention the word judge. Republican or Democrat here? I'm, I'm telling you that he he gave the uh, he gave him a five thousand dollar PR bond and a fifteen thousand dollar PR bond and then waived the fees on the PR bonds because I think it's a three percent fee, right? And and let him out. Twenty days later, he found Rosalie Cook coming out of a Walgreens and he killed her. And, and his son said, uh, her son said, look. He could have just pushed mama down. Mama couldn't have got up. He didn't have to kill her, but he stabbed her in the chest and killed her. You know, all of that is, sir, uh, Mr. or Councilman Kabash, I want to be respectful. All of that is right. And I'm with you there. Those are these are. I I just want the public to be safe. And I I want the judges. And let me tell you how you make the public safe. And, and, And then let's talk about it, because I hear a lot of people really getting on these judges and it really upsets me. And I'm a I'm a I'm a very pragmatic very independent activist journalists. Well, some of them got voted out yesterday. You know that. Yes, I know a whole lot of them did. And I think (laughs) unwarranted. Let me, and let me tell you what I mean by that. Well, I'm glad they're gone. Let me tell you what I mean by that, sir. Okay. Because here's my fear. Remember what we said, 2% recidivism is what we have. So there are some otherwise people that really would do well and have a break with the bond that judges are going to be fearful to give because of, of a, because of this political thing we put around making most Houston Houstonians believe that the crime wave is going out of control so much crazier than it used to be. Here's what I want to ask you, sir. The reason why there are so many guns on the streets right now is anybody can have a gun in a car. So we have the wild, wild west in Houston. True. Anybody can have a gun. And we have a lot more of these people who get pissed off in a car and shoot each other. Right. But I don't I don't know that everybody's got a gun. No, but what but I'm saying I treat is everybody as if they do have one. Now we have an increase in guns that anybody can get without a license. And we have you don't have shoot. to have a license. You, and don't you can carry it with you without a permit. There you go. And what it means now is we and how comes we don't attribute all the new shootouts with these new laws that goes ahead and have the wild, wild west in Texas? It's simple. More as soon as we got these increase in guns in the streets, a lot more shootings started to occur. That number is quantifiable. How comes we don't how comes we don't raise hell about that? Do we care about people? So let's raise hell about having all these guns with kids, 18, 19 year olds with guns now. 
why don't we raise hell about that? And the other thing that I want to ask you about, Councilman, because you're one of good, you're a good councilman. I, I know you. Okay. Let me ask you another question. Why okay. don't we really go to the genesis of the of the crime problem in this city, in this state, in this country? You are a politician. You can do something about it. Tell me why don't we actually give the type of policies within communities that prevent these things from happening? Well, you know what causes it? Yes, you know, we, 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 we can we can we can imprison somebody and it costs us more to put somebody in in prison than it does to send them to Harvard University. For, That's why I love for, you, because, you know, the solution, you know, the solution. I, I, yeah, it's education. We you have to the give solution, them an opportunity. Sir. That's why I talked to uh, Millard House, our new superintendent, about putting uh, uh, the vocational training back in our schools. They took it out. And, and and some people don't want to be doctors. Some people right. don't want to be lawyers. They they want to be mechanics. They want to work with their hands. They they want to be carpenters. They they want to learn skills. Why not? Uh, uh, skilled positions. I hire people all the time that have skills. Councilman, you are putting on a roof, or or or, or, or working on plumbing, or, or electrical. We got to have skilled people. Councilman, and, and you're if, so and, right. And, and, and unless we invest in that, we're going to continue to see more of of what we don't like, and that. If a man's got a job, if, if he can take care of his family, he don't have time to go out and rob Mr. steal. Amen. Councilman, cut- you believe what I believe. And I know that when we look at things from a humane point of view, when we look at humanity, we have a tendency to come up with the same answers. So you know what's causing the problems out there. Yes, we have these killers that we need to get off the streets. Yes, we had some few killers that got laid, laid uh, that got put down. Bad, I mean, put put out back into the streets that shouldn't have. There's a few of that. But I wish we wouldn't turn it into a political issue. And I wish we would go out there. And like you said, Councilman, which you are absolutely right. I agree with you. We need to start working on education and not just trying to make these things into political issues. From kindergarten on. Amen, brother. Amen. Not, 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 don't wait until you get out of high school when they can't even read yet. Get Do it at kindergarten on where where well, they have an opportunity to learn to read and and to understand. And, and we need to teach them. Uh, we need to teach them how to be self-sufficient. Mr. Some Michael, these, Councilman some Michael. Some kids Kupak. don't eat unless they come to school. They right. don't have that. They didn't have food at home. We we have to provide for them. If you don't eat, you're not going to learn. Councilman Kubash, you know the answers. And you know what? There are a lot of people who know the answers. And it behooves me why more of us don't do what's necessary to get the job done. Because you know it. You know the community. You know that we can solve a lot of the crime problems by just doing things right. And it's not a I, I what I would like from a from a moral person like you is to get off the bond bandwagon and get onto a bandwagon. No, I'm serious. And get onto a band, get onto a bandwagon that solves problems. This bond issue is not solving problems. This bond issue is getting Texans against each other. It's getting Texas pissed off at people they, that they shouldn't be pissed off. And the people that they need to be pissed off are the people who hold the strings to government. Example, we need to make sure these people have good health care. We need to make sure all these people are well taken care of. Why the hell not do it, councilman? I, I agree. And you got to remember that about 96% of the wealth is controlled by about 6% of the population or less. Somebody said two. And 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 we we we've got to do better to help our people. Mister, I mean, you know, I mean, we we've got to do better. Councilman, you're you're a good man. Look, you're a good man, and let me tell you something. And you know, you know, 
you know what needs to be done. And what I implore to all politicians of every stripe, whether Democrat, Republican, independent or whatever, drop the drop these notions about gotcha points and let's work for the community. And I know you're willing to do that as well, sir. Well, I would hope that the judges would consider the violent criminal history. Listen to what the D.A. says and and and, uh, and work on trying to get these people some help. Don't don't release the mentally ill. You know, uh, Judge Hildalgo built a built a, a a a hospital over there at NRG. Why not? Why not use? It? And then they tore it down. Nobody ever got treated. Why not? Why not use it to help the people that needed help to, to bring, bring people in? Look, sir, bring people into the from the community into these solutions that you have as well. Work together with the with the leaders, and I and and we'll get things done. We just have to get out of this. We just have to get out of this morass that we're in right now and work well, together. Good people working I, with good people. Well, I, that's why years ago I was I had two foster group homes. I had forty seven foster children, two foster group homes. I, I adopted a child. I had six living in my own home, and and unless you are caring about people of all races, of all of all ages, you got to help people. People are needing somebody to love them. Michael, Councilman Michael Kubash, <laughs> a good man, somebody that's going to drop this darn uh, this issue about the bond thing, because you are much better than that. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. Thank you for having me, Agoberto. Don't forget, please support the show. Support the station as well. Why am I asking you to support KPFT 90.1 FM Houston? It is extremely important. Remember that KPFT embraces cultural diversity. We represent the entire Houston, the entire metropolitan area. We represent the entire country. KPFT supports programming that's not the status quo. We challenge the status quo. We don't give you what the corporatocracy just want to give you. We are here to tell you not only the truth, but to express it in a way that we all understand. That's KPFT's job. We are not trying to forget the past. We embrace the past and we are there to celebrate the future because things change. What am I saying? Please remember KPFT 90.1 FM is a gem. We are in the process of moving. We are in the process of relocating to a new space. We need you more than we have ever needed you before to keep this thing going. Over 50 years of giving you great info, not only progressive programming, but alternative uh, programming. What do we mean by alternative programming, we mean things that you are not going to get elsewhere. We also mean telling you the truth about things that others may not want you to know. So please remember, folks, call 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. But even better, visit kpft.org, click the donate button, make sure you select Politics Done Right for the program. The form will give you your donate and gift options. Please remember to keep your community radio station in your minds. Keep KPFT 
on your mind. Talk about it. Tell your friends about it. Tell them you know about this station in town, 90.1 FM Houston, that needs your support. That is there to provide that nourishment that we need. KPFT 90.1 FM Houston. You can listen and or watch Politics Done Right Mondays through Fridays on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash politics done right or on YouTube Live at politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Please do not forget to follow me on Twitter for updates. My Twitter handle is at Egberto Willis, at E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L. I-E-S. But don't you forget, listen to us live on air at KPFT 90.1 FM on Thursdays at noon and at Fridays at 11 a.m. all central time. Please get one of my several books out there. As I see it, Class Warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom for a contribution of $120. It's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors for a contribution of $120. How to make America utopia, take away the economy from those who rigged it for a pledge of $120. Get any two of those books for $200, any three of those books for $250. The contributions for my books go directly to support our station, KPFT 90.1 FM. Alternatively, folks, please get your basic KPFT-only membership for $40, a Pacifica-only membership for $25, or choose from one of our many other gifts for your contribution. Just go to kpft.org. Choose Politics Done Right for the program and select an option either for our books or something else to support the station. It is definitely worth it. Well, folks, that's it for today. You know how I'm going to end this baby. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Egberto Willis. This is a progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program.